1: We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human
0: suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to
1: have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Pretty mental familia, come breathe with me. I am hosting a breath work session on the new moon in Libra on October 6th at 4 p.m. PST, 7 p.m. EST. Email me at community at prettymental.com or DM me on Pretty Mental Official on Instagram. We love you guys so, 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 so much. And with that, let's dive into. This episode, which was all about regulating our nervous systems, reclaiming our sovereignty, and healing ourselves from the inside out.
0: I mean, uh, you said
1: it all, sister. Well, then let's dive in, girl. Let's go. And with that pretty mental family, take in a deep breath with us. (sighs) And tune in. Before we jump into the episode, we want to highlight our sponsor, Conscious Conversion, recently known as Resonate with Sarah. Conscious Conversion is a holistic multimedia marketing agency for thought leaders of the new paradigm. We love them because their main mode of operating, which also filters out the clients they bring on, is making sure that the message is in alignment with your mission in the world and that your mission in this world is in alignment with where the plan is heading right now, that your mission is here to help awaken the planet and move evolution forward. Whatever your offering is, they use Google, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram ads to cut through the clutter of the internet and amplify your message on a massive scale. They also offer organic social media, copywriting, and so much more. We'll link their website in the show notes if you guys are interested in more information. We highly suggest you check them out if your ears perk up when you hear this. We also want to highlight our second sponsor, Awaken Village Press, an indie publishing house who is here to awaken the planet one book at a time. Whether you are a current author or an author-to-be, Awaken Village Press is here to guide you every single step of the way from the idea stage to the publishing stage. We all have a message to share, and Awaken Village Press is here to help you birth yours and bring it out into the universe. When we liberate our messages, we first liberate ourselves, and then we liberate everyone else who comes in contact with our words. We are going to put all of their information in the links below in the show notes. So make sure to check them out. And now back to our episode. We call in our higher selves, our ancestors, our angels and all of the energies that walk with us in this lifetime. We call in the energy of authenticity, of expression, of our truth. We call in the energy of healing, of rising, of evolution, of community, of unity, of love. We open ourselves up for whatever messages wanna come through for the highest healing of ourselves, for the highest healing of our community and for the highest healing of the collective and of the planet. We open ourselves up fully as we are grounded in our communication and connected to divine energies. The portal is now open. yo what up what up though (laughs) that's what carlos always says what up though Carlos. carlos was on our podcast you guys we're talking about carlos aviles from a few podcasts back i don't remember which number it was where i would plug that in
0: yeah carlos is a homie i haven't seen carlos in forever but shout out to carlos shout out to you los we love you always how are you paula i'm good I'm good. Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot has changed here.
1: How are you doing? I'm good. This weekend was a weekend of just waking up to a lot of my own truths. It was it was a wild one.
0: And you may be about to get into this, but like what led to that? You're just sitting around and suddenly all the truths came through or like
1: what happened? (laughs) That's a really good question. Actually, I'm pretty sure I'm entering my Saturn return. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in the shadow of my Saturn return. Apparently, it's supposed to come top of February 2022. You can look it up on the internet, people, friends, community, by the way. You can just type in your birth time online. Just look up Saturn return calculator. And for those of you who – well, actually, let me – let me look up what is Saturn return, like the actual definition. It says, what can you expect? This is what Google says. What can you expect from your Saturn return? With Saturn realigning itself with your natal placement, expect a full-blown reckoning and crisis point. It's normal to feel overwhelmed by personal issues and responsibilities during this period, but now's the time to learn to face these challenges head on. So what I take it, from that is just... And also speaking to my friends who are deeper into astrology than I am, is that Saturn is the planet that kind of wakes... Saturn is in charge of waking you up to the expectations that you have for yourself in this lifetime. So you wake up deeper to your power. You wake up deeper to anything. It basically wakes you up to any parts of yourself that have been hidden, whether that's from the stories that we tell ourselves or just who knows but once you enter your Saturn return you kind of you wake up to a lot and so i think that's what's going on first it started getting really heavy for me and i really i wasn't sure what was going on but i know now by now how to deal with these you know slightly depressive moments cuz that's what it felt like everything just felt super gloomy and dark so i just made sure to just take it step by step this weekend and not force myself to do anything, not come up with any conclusions for why I was feeling that way. I just held the sadness, honestly. Like there literally was nothing that I could do. You know, I I made sure to eat healthy, go on a run. You can can do the things that you can manage. And after that, you just kind of have to give it up to whatever emotions want to work through you at that time. Because I've realized now if I, maybe in the past, if I was going through this, I'd be like, oh my God, like we got to fix this and now it's just okay what are you i know that they're going to have a me- this these feelings are going to have a message for me sooner or later so i kind of have to just hold myself tenderly until those messages show themselves and unravel and it's not comfortable at all it's not it's i'm like god uh, <laughs> it's not fun to feel like that and then of course sunday afternoon everything started revealing itself i just realized where we are now in this, in the planet is, and we've probably always been here, you know, but just different times of awakenings. And this is just what, what I'm going through. And I've, I've actually known this, but I'm re- like really waking up to what I'm about to say. I've known it, but now it's, you know we talk about logical knowings and also like DNA cellular knowings. This is where what happened to me this weekend was waking up to my own sovereignty and waking up to how we really are in charge of ourselves and for years and years and years thousands of years we we've really we've allowed authorities and systems to t- tell us where to go and tell us what to do and i you know how awake i am to diet for example and how what we eat and what we put into our bodies directly impacts our immunity fully that's not that's not like woo woo that's actual science well, also your stress levels and our stress. I mean, a lot. That's just one of them. Like how we breathe, what we eat, our sh- what the energies that we take in, the stress levels, how much fear we allow into our systems. That all impacts how, on one level, how acidic our bodies are going to get. Right. So we can eat a, the a Western diet is a very high acidic diet. The way that we breathe when we don't when we take shallow breaths that produces a lot of acidity in our bodies. Stress produces a lot of acidity in our bodies all of that leads to inflammation. Inflammation leads to lower immunity. Like this is how it goes. You know, it's really, it started just making me sad and very mad that what I see circulating around in the news is telling us that how we're going to move ahead as a society is by external forces, by putting external things into our systems or by following these specific rules. You know, I'm not going to say that that's not it, but that, we're not even getting to the root of things. We're not. Why are there no messages telling us how to properly breathe, how to properly eat for our bodies, how to manage our stress levels, how to be careful with what we take in in the media? Because fear really it produces cortisol in our bodies. And when we have cortisol in our bodies, we're unable, we're constantly in fight or flight. And if we're constantly in fight or flight, we're not in rest and digest, we're not going to heal we're also not going to sleep well. And when we sleep, we heal. So it's like, why are we not enabling people to heal themselves and to, if we, what we really want is higher immunity, why aren't we teaching them how to get that and what we're in control of? And I just woke up to the fact that like, holy shit, we've got to be our own leaders. I've got to be my own leader and we've got to be each other's leaders. I don't think that, you know, Say what you need to say. (laughs) The systems around us are not really here to enable evolution. They're here to, as I see it. And, you know, like for me, you guys, like this is not about picking a side. This is not about sides. This is not about me or you. This is about, like, this is how you take care of yourself as a human if we actually want to evolve. You know, this isn't about us versus them. It's about meeting in the middle. While also maintaining our own sovereignty. I'm not here to change anyone's opinion. And in fact, I want you to hold true to your opinion. If you've done your research and you've and you feel strong about a point, it's amazing. Part of being human is being able to have those really strong opinions and fighting for what you believe in. But we're at a point right now where everything is so polarized. And Aubrey Marcus actually put out a post where he had a hashtag, I think it was like united polarity. And that really spoke out to me because. How we're going to evolve as a society has everything to do with how united we can become. It has, we think that we need to be out here fighting these battles and ostracizing other humans and that's really, it's not about that. And if the media tells us it's about that because the media likes to, it likes to demonize people who are not in accordance with the rules. And it just was, it was making me really, really sad and really, really mad that we're not being led to heal ourselves. We're being led to follow. And we know that, I mean, as humans, when we are living in, you're not, sovereignty does not make money. Promoting sovereignty does not, is not for profit. That does not give money to the system, right? What helps, how our economy runs is mobilizing masses and the best way that we're going to mobilize our masses is through fear they they know that we know that fear when fear kicks in our thinking brain shuts down when fear kicks in our emotional brain is what takes over and from an evolutionary perspective everything else like needing food needing water needing sex needing all those other needs completely shut down when we are afraid because our body is working towards keeping us safe keeping us safe is number one so when we're in fear we literally cannot think and when we can't think and we're afraid we've got to count on someone so why not count on what is placed in front of us authoritative figures like it's just this is not the way the fear is not the way
0: i would i would say our systems have it backwards Which is part of the reason that I became this kind of therapist instead of an industrial organizational psychologist, which maybe I could have made some difference there too. But I remember I'd be doing the research for companies and they'd be focused. Like so much focus goes into like implementing procedures to get the right response out of people and all that. But I could see that nobody was talking about, you know, maybe like trauma informed business practices or at the end of the day, it's all surface at the end. It's all surface. And as I was doing that research, I just knew very deeply that the real issues at the core of each human being. And so if we don't get to help people to a point where we're helping people relate to themselves in healthier ways and have more responsibility over their health, then other than that, it's just like, how do you control people? Because you're not actually addressing their actual needs. So then you just have to control them to make their needs disappear or get clouded by these other factors, you know, like, for example, I know high schools are getting stricter in weird ways. Um, You know, I've heard of some schools like having limit, you know, like say 10 minute time limits on how long teens can go to the bathroom because they're afraid that they could be in there vaping. And then if they're not back within those 10 minutes, they're counted as tardy. And that's put on their record within the school and that can lead you know so it's like so much fear versus like maybe instead of doing all these like control tactics like why are kids vaping that's what i'm saying man like Like they're not not, we're missing the root and just trying to control all these things it's like putting pesticides in our food to get more food production but poisoning ourselves at the same time because we don't know how soil actually functions.
1: No, and we don't know that, you know, we they've been telling us to sanitize everything and stay indoors and it's like you know, by we need a little bit of that bacteria for our microbiome, the thing that is yeah. in charge of our immunity. We need to be outdoors for our immunity. Staying indoors and not getting vitamin D and not getting in touch with the soil, that's complete that's completely backwards and I'm privy to this information. You are too, because for some reason or another, since, you know, we've been obsessed with this healing journey, you know, that's just our journey in this lifetime. (laughs) And I've been obsessed with healthiness and how to, you know, keep my body great and strong. And not a lot of people, not everyone is on that journey. Some people are here to, you know, be entertainers. Some people are here, whatever. And that's completely fine. But for those people, this is why I was getting mad cuz I'm like okay well I have this knowledge because this is just my journey. I love this stuff. It's my passion. But there's a lot of people out here who don't have there's no reason that they've ever embarked on this journey. They have got they've got other purposes and missions and hobbies. And so they don't know what they don't know. So they're stuck within the system that is causing there's so many man-made traumas out here that we don't need. Yeah. And I'm thinking about our community. I'm thinking about my breathwork clients. I'm thinking about like, I love so much that we have this community and that we get to help each other heal. And I'm like, but so much of this shit is unnecessary. We don't need to be healing this much over things that we could have way more control over. But none of us, a lot of us are not aware that we actually have way more control because we've been taught to follow and to live in fear. It's tough. Also, to loop all of this around, my friend, Zarina, she was like, is your Saturn in Aquarius? Because you're sounding very Saturn in Aquarius right now. And then, sure enough, my Saturn's in Aquarius. Aquarius is the um, the planet of collective healing.
0: That's where my north node is. Yeah, I went from Leo south node to Aquarius. Took me a minute to adjust.
1: <laughs> For those of you who don't know, your north node is what you're supposed to be – Working towards in this lifetime. So, for example, if Paula is an Aquarius North Node, that means that she's working towards collective healing and like the betterment of the planet for all in this lifetime. And then, if if you look up, this is this is just information. If you guys want to look it up on your own, if you we know if you look up the opposite of Aquarius, it's Leo. So that means Mm -hmm. Leo is her South Node, and South Mm -hmm. Node is your past life, what you were in your past life. So if you find yourself getting in, what I was
0: really comfortable in.
1: If you find yourself in, if Paula finds herself in the qualities of a Leo and it means wake up, Paula, you're getting comfortable again. That was in your past life. We've got to evolve, work towards your Aquarius North Node qualities.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Great job. Great description. And Leo is all about like the self. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's taken me a minute to warm up to this.
1: What do you mean it's not about me? Y'all, Paula used to cry over Christmas gifts that weren't perfect when she was younger.
0: (laughs) So embarrassing.
1: That's some weird shit. They didn't package it
0: correctly. (laughs) They didn't use good wrapping paper. I remember. What a disappointment, blasphemy.
1: We woke up one morning and my parents had literally, we had so many gifts Christmas morning and my parents covered everything with newspaper in a sea of newspaper, just underneath the newspaper, rather than individually wrapping each gift,
0: this is definitely my dad's idea. This is a total my dad thing. Rather than wrapping each individual gift, just laying out a sea of newspaper, like one layer of newspaper over everything. I came down and saw that, and like I was bawling, <laughs> like hysterics. Like, how could you do this to my kids? What is this presentation is despicable. <laughs> I've been waiting all year for this.
1: I remember me. I was like, holy shit, there's so much newspaper. That means there's so many games.
0: I know. I'm like, this is so ugly. How do we even know who's is whose? <laughs> Such a little brat. Oh,
1: shit's uh, funny. So, listen, yeah. I'm
0: coming from a past lifetime of royalty, clearly. So this whole newspaper see on Christmas morning wasn't going to cut it. But yeah, no, clearly my path has shifted.
1: So that was a big-ass side note. Where were we? Um, Giving people back their power. Giving people back their power. Gosh, it's just, I, that is my, so, so, so why I was feeling like that this weekend was because I'm entering my Saturn return and I'm just, I've always been in this game, but now I'm like, oh no, this is like, this is like we, this is really, really it for me in this lifetime helping everyone truly come back to their own sovereignty because we don't need to be suffering as much as we are. We don't need to be. And we don't need to be so polarizing with each other. I don't want you to agree with me. I don't need you to agree with me. My point of speaking out is not to be like, and like, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's like, just get curious, get curious about all the things. And also like, keep, believe what you need to believe and let's do this together. We've, you know, I mean, it's everything has been a popularity contest in the Western world. If you go to school, it's who's got the highest grades. It's it's, it's always like a competition. And we've got to rewire ourselves to not think like that. We've got to re- rewire ourselves to help each other raise up together. Be a leader for each other, with each other. Paula and I, you know, we're not going to dive into it, but we have really, we have a lot of opposing beliefs. And you see us coming together on Pretty Mental for the collective healing. Like imagine if people, if our community could do that. We don't have to be so polarizing with each other. And yeah, my heart really was just torn open this weekend with that, um, I went through... A whole roller coaster of emotions thinking fuck dude do I just really have to like move off grid for real for real because it's getting really painful to see everything happening here and then I was like what am I kidding I'm also like I love this city I love this lifestyle it doesn't have to be so extreme I can live in both places you know ideally hopefully and I don't know I was just going through so many things and just all it you know what it did was just take me back to where I am now which is literally what I've been doing since who knows how old what age is just healing myself and healing, you know, helping other people (laughs) healing. (laughs) So I just went through that roller coaster to return back to this, but it was like, it's like the knowing just gets deeper and deeper each time. And the passion just gets stronger and stronger each time. Like before it was like, Oh, I'm kind of into this stuff. Like breath work is cool. This is cool. Diet is cool. Or like healthy eating is cool. And then it was like, Oh no, we kind of like have to do this. And then it turned into like, Okay, everybody wake up. (laughs) For real, this is really important because they're not promoting this. They're promoting a lot of external things and how we heal is from the inside out. How we thrive is from the inside out. Liberation is from the inside out. Liberation. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's really what you signed up for here today, guys. I feel you. It just, it comes down to people, regulated nervous systems. That's what this comes down to. If my, if I can be still within myself, when you're giving me opinions that I don't necessarily agree with or anybody else's, I can stop long enough to actually hear and take in more information. But most people are in immediate reaction mode. Like, no, I need to prove to you that I'm right and I'm the one that knows what the right answer is because that's what's going to make me comfortable.
1: Because I feel threatened by you thinking differently.
0: Yeah. So if you can find some peace and stay in your energetic body while you're speaking with people, it can be easier. It can be easier. It's not going to get undone overnight. I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe if we all go into some quantum manifestation miracle together, but there is, the systems are in place, you know, like when I talk to my teenagers in school and they're telling me like how depressed school is making them, I feel so helpless. I'm just in, you know, or or struggling with like their families and parents will want me to be seeing their kids, but they're not even regulating their own nervous system. So it's like all the pressure is going to this teenager or, They have to wake up, as Charlie was saying, we were talking in the last episode, wake up early before they're like way early before they're done with their REM cycle. And they have to just memorize a ton of stuff and regurgitate it, things that are irrelevant to their psychological evolution truly. And that is well-rounded in a knowledge of what helps the human being evolve and brain cells be at the healthiest level possible which you would think in a healthy educational system, that is the goal is how do you learn? How can you be in the healthiest state possible so that you are utilizing all your beautiful gifts and amplifying them out into the world? That's not what we live in. School was so stressful for me. I got through it, but I'm sure that if I had been in a school system like the one in Costa Rica that you mentioned briefly, somebody else mentioned it to me recently, I don't know much about it, but different school models that are more focused on like helping kids interact with the land, just things that are actually aligned with the way that human beings actually learn, that are rooted in actual knowledge of what helps us be at our healthiest and at our most intelligent, not these are the topics that you need to learn to thrive in today's society. When in reality it's like these topics change year by year. You know, we're moving at a really fast pace. So we got to make sure that the structure is good. It doesn't matter like the outer, it doesn't matter what you, if, if a certain kind of food is healthy or not, just learn how your particular system works so you can take care of it. Learn what's a healthy way for humans to learn, for you to learn so you can cater to that. But yeah, I think at this point, the best we can do is help everybody regulate their nervous system.
1: Yeah. I remember when I was, when I had my eating disorder and I was getting professional help for it, they brought in a nutritionist for me. It was like this, what is it? It's, I didn't stay in the place. I think it's called outpatient or something. It's not inpatient. Inpatient is when you stay in. Yeah. Outpatient. It was outpatient, but it was like this whole program. And one of the things was bringing in a nutritionist and the nutritionist was like, Well, I think you have – she was like, you have this – she didn't even say I think. She was like, you have this eating disorder because you are not bringing in all food groups to every meal. And when you're restricting one thing, then you're going to – it's going to turn into this whole shame cycle. And on one level, yes. But then she was like, you need to add dairy to every one of your meals because one of my things was like, I don't eat dairy. I don't eat dairy because my own system doesn't love it. And she was like, you need to eat, you need to add yogurt to every one of your meals because once you balance that out, like that's going to help your eating disorder. And I remember being like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like that's the knowledge you have for me? Like what in the actual fuck? Mind blown, mind blown. At this point, I was already deep in studying nutrition and understanding our microbiome and understanding, you know, just what different foods do to you. And her situation to handle this this disorder, this dis-ease that I was dealing with was to add dairy to every single one of my meals. I mean, I left that place pretty soon after. But <laughs> it, like, lo- like, I had an eating disorder because of like w- the root of it, right? Like certain things in my life at that time were chaotic. Certain things in my life at that time were completely impossible for me to handle with the knowledge that I had at that age. So the way that it manifested for me was an eating disorder for other people who, you know, there's other, there's other ways that that manifests, but like we barely scratch the surface. We pathologize these things and we're not like, what is the root? Where is this coming from? This isn't just an eating disorder. This isn't just depression. This isn't just anxiety. This isn't just name your dis ease here. That's really what it comes down to. It's like, what is the root?
0: That's what it comes down to is the root. People aren't looking at the root as much, which would have made me a great industrial organizational psychologist, but I wanted to get to the individual root because it's just these like oversimplified protocols for entirely too many people at the same time. That whole one size fits all model, it doesn't work. So, I mean, as far as you saying that people... Take back your sovereignty, figure out your traumas, figure out your body, get conscious of that. If we don't take responsibility for ourselves, like no one's coming,
1: no one's coming to save us, really. We all kind of have to do it. They're not. Our parents aren't coming for us. Our friends aren't coming. Like we can all help each other, but we've got to understand that. I mean, we're not we're kidding ourselves if we think anyone escapes life without trauma. We're all traumatized. Hello. We're all traumatized. This isn't like a bleak, sad thing. It's just the truth of it. We live in a very traumatized society.
0: Yeah. I had my insight this weekend was, well, you know, I came from, um, I just came back from the mushroom trip not too long ago, all about shedding victim mentality and all this stuff. And then I felt some of it coming back in or just like fear, you know? And I was just like, oh God, here it comes. (laughs) Like... I had this big insight. I thought that was enough. (laughs) I told the Pretty (laughs) Mental
1: community how much I've healed. (laughs) What's going on?
0: I thought this was enough. And then I started kind of like, it just hit me. I was like, why am I, I'm in a state of paralysis right now. Like, why am I having a paralysis response to my life right now? And I realized like, it finally hit me that I have a ton of financial trauma. And that's been feeding so many things. And But rather than really approaching it from that angle for so long, I've just been like doing what everybody else does, which is, you know, hey, like be positive, manifest, um, be grateful. The thing is, though, when like you're in a trauma, when you're having a trauma response, being grateful, it it almost aggravates it even more. Like I know I should be grateful, but like, my nervous system is on fire. So like, fuck you. Like, I don't like that's a tall order right now. Like it's almost insulting, you know, like, yeah, maybe to you, I should be grateful based on like what you see about my life, I guess. But you never know what internal experience somebody's having based on their traumas. And I was just like, whoa, like nothing external I think will really fix this until i learned to hold space for this part of me that got traumatized financially a very very long time ago like the world will seem very scary continue to be despite i you know it's like a lopsided healing like we're healing in one area while the other side is still like dragging behind and then another area heals and then you know it's, it's little by little all of it will catch up but i can get all that feminine energy knowledge I can get all the knowledge on manifestation, I can get all the knowledge on gratitude. I like I I know what kind of positive attitude I should have. I know like this is how you keep a budget, this is how you would do this. But until I deal I address the trauma and hold space for that nervous system dysregulation when it comes up and learn to soothe myself from the inside out. All those external things don't mean anything.
1: And until you weed out all the beliefs, you figure out what your beliefs are in this life. Because a lot of us have beliefs that are running rogue. We don't even know that they're running our lives. But we established those beliefs when we were young.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the beliefs thing is like, I've never had the experience of like just shifting my belief in one go. It usually requires like, I actually have to do like nervous system regulation and come back to the body and like purge it physically.
1: Yes. I'm fully with that. I think it helps to just know what your beliefs are. Cause a lot of us don't even know that. Oh shit. I believe that money is actually hard to come by and that I have to white knuckle my way through life. Sometimes people are just unconsciously working that way in life, but it's like, once you just get that out and you can place it in front of you and just see it. I think that it really works in tandem with the, somatic release.
0: Yeah, totally. I guess for me, it's like that whole thing of like money is easy. Money is flowing to me. (laughs) Money (laughs) is growing from the trees in my yard. Like I will wake up in a pile of money. Money just comes my way wherever I go. I could do that. But yeah, like if I don't, it actually has aggravated me more than not to try to approach it from that angle because if inside I still feel tense as fuck while I'm saying that, like, no one is believing it. And actually, it's probably aggravating my system even more versus if I can hold space for that part of me and just calm it. Like, I think at that point, I don't even know if I need a belief personally. I just, At least that's just how I'm feeling right now, where I'm like, I don't, man, forget beliefs. <laughs> like, I'm so over beliefs, like, you know, to some extent, like, okay, I, I just want ease ease and taking steps. And
1: and so how have you been healing that?
0: Oh, I had a really deep IFS session for it. It was crazy. Actually, it was really trippy. It was. Have you ever had the experience where you're um, so deep in kind of a meditative experience that you lose awareness of how with the size of your body in space? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's weird. You feel like you're blowing up like a balloon. You feel like you're just becoming this over mega sized being. It's it's really strange. I think it's something you can only experience when you're experiencing it. But yeah, just going and being with that traumatized part of me energetically and physically and like consciously, my body started like ballooning out. <laughs> it's really weird. I At the end of the session, my therapist was like, what did you feel? And I was like, it felt like my body was getting really big. <laughs> and She was just like that good or is that bad I'm like I think it was good because I think what happened I felt that during hypnotherapy before the only other time I felt that was I was in a deep hypnotherapy I mean I felt it some other times but the other time that like comes out strongly is I was in a hypnotherapy session and suddenly I found myself in outer space when I was deep in trance and I lost sense of my body in space and the message that came through was that whatever space I create or, or whatever space I can open up within myself will be filled with love. So I think that's what it is. Like, I've
1: totally experienced the outer space feeling with breath work. It's trippy.
0: I love like alternative experiences of consciousness. So like when my body was ballooning, I was like, hell yeah. Like <laughs> This is so fucking cool. My body's ballooning.
1: So can you walk us through that? Like what that looked like, just to have like a practical example, other than your body ballooning.
0: <laughs> yeah. So she just had me, and I do this with my clients too. She had me just kind of start closing my eyes and scanning. And then there's always that part of me, which I'm sure comes up for people on the other side of the table for me too. Like, yeah. um, scanning what areas of tension or what part is active. And at first it's like, mm, there's nothing really there. Or like, am I making it up? But then I just let myself go with it. And then I go into the area of tension. And little by little, you start going into trance. It's hard to fully explain. Because when someone's guiding you through it, you kind of stop analyzing and you just are. And essentially, it was just finding out, okay, when did this part first become activated? And it was like a problem-solving part you know, that felt financially insecure from a very young age. And so from a very young age, I think my brain started being like, I got to solve all the problems. But like a kid can't do that. So my she asked me, like, how old was that part? And the first thing that came was like four years old. And I could see myself uh, on the kitchen floor banging my fists and my legs because my egg wasn't perfect.
1: (laughs) There's that Leo South (laughs) node.
0: what I realize more and more is that when there's something deeper, like a deeper trauma that I don't know how to access or make sense of, that's usually what feeds any OCD tendencies in me. You know, it's like when, when not, when the pain doesn't make sense, anybody that has any inclination towards OCD starts trying to grasp at straws almost like, Oh, okay. It must be because my yolk is running a little bit. That's why there's this tension in my body. Right. Or, okay, no, it must be because, like, you know, my face has this mark on it. Like, that's why there's this tension. Or, no, 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 like, it probably is because my car is black, you know, or whatever. Like, the brain will come up. When you have an overactive brain that has a tendency towards that anxiety um, and OCD, which is, like, a constant problem solver, it'll try to grasp at anything to make sense of the tension that's there. Until you can get at, okay, like, what is the actual tension that's there? What is that? Like, when did this wounding happen? Like, why is there so much fear in you? Like, there's no way that there can be that much fear in you because you didn't do your whole to-do list. Whatever. Like, there's so many different examples of what the brain comes up with, but there's no way. The fear came from somewhere deeper. And it's being able to do that work that then we're able to hold space for ourselves. So I don't know if I answered that question, but it's like realizing, okay, this is where I started. I was four years old. I started hyperfixating on the eggs because there was other insecurities around me. And then that part just kept evolving and evolving and evolving and trying its hardest to solve things that were out of my control to solve. And it became traumatized because that's what trauma is. It's like a feeling of helplessness and powerlessness. And that that's victim mentality right there, like in comes victim mentality, like at some point you you enter into a state of learned helplessness, which I think a lot of our society is in that understandably so like, you know, what are all my teenagers? They don't understand why this education system is being structured this way and taking all their time. So like at a certain point, they're just going to enter into a state of depression and like, well, maybe I just suck. Especially if there's a tendency towards that OCD or that anxiety. It's like, well, what else can I point at? Because I don't possibly have a full, you know, at that age, chances are you probably don't have a full grasp and understanding of like all the elements that are at play. So that like self-hatred or self-beating up or like neuroses is the first thing that we can grab onto for like, this is how we make sense of the tension in our bodies. Like, you know, when you think about everybody being so polarized and so reactive, it's the same thing it's not just because somebody doesn't want to do things in the way that you think. It's because there's so many layers of fear under there that have you grasping to what the ultimate right answer is. Like it's a religion, like religious dogma. And that's just not, none of us really know. I think you posted this, you posted this picture earlier that said like, it was a pie graph and it, a little sliver was like how much, you know, another little sliver was how much you don't know. And the biggest, the rest of that pie graph was everything that you don't know that you don't know. But we don't know or are not in the habit or haven't surrendered to that mystery, which is like a really tender feeling when you feel into it. You agree? Have you felt into that?
1: How much we don't know?
0: Yeah, like just kind of like the frailty of the how like that we don't know (laughs) the mystery of all this
1: for me it's a very liberating feeling and it's a very grounding feeling
0: it is liberating because that's the moment that you stop fighting but our egos and our mental structures will grasp onto anything you know you think about like relationship breakdowns or shifts in our career that our mind tells us didn't go exactly according to plan. And that part of us, that's that problem solving that for all of, a lot of us devolved very early on, depending on what it's traumatized around, it'll go ham around that topic. But um, let's just say like those two things, right? A relationship can break down for so many more reasons than we could possibly ever fully understand. We think we know, but like there's so many layers. One person's story started way before they met that person, it started generations before. So did the other person's story. So did like all these other factors, like there's so many or a career, you know, why did it go this way? There's so many mysteries, so many unknowables, so many pieces of that, that just kind of like leave us sitting there wordlessly. What I sense when I say tenderness, is like it, it's almost this softness that it enters when we finally allow ourselves to sit with that rather than going to it's like, to me, it's like death. It's the same kind of feeling as what death teaches me, which is before somebody passes away, you'll typically do everything possible to keep them around or to heal them, or you'll try everything possible until you finally realize like, Oh no, like this is so much bigger than this is just maybe their time to die or they pass away and suddenly you're left in this worldless space of mystery that there's not really words for. There's just a softness around if you're going through a healing process. And the only thing that's left is just to be kind and to be there for each other and to take care of ourselves. I think like every time that we surrender our tight convictions of who's right and who's wrong or what we believe, there's a little death that happens. And most people don't know how to sit in that yet.
1: This is why I'm going to put psychedelics in the water system.
0: <laughs> oh my God. There's this, there's this, there's this series right now called Nine Perfect Strangers, and everybody's like, Paula. But even people that have done psychedelics don't necessarily have this skill.
1: When I think about you saying tender that tender feeling over the uncertainty, the soft feeling, what comes to mind for me is what happens. Well, two things. One is because this is where my belief in a higher power comes in. I find a lot of liberation in the uncertainty because I'm like, okay, this is not in my control. Thank God. It could go the other way. Like this is not in my control. Shit. The way that I've really been working with myself and my relationship to life is the thank God one that this is, I I can surrender more easily than ever because I have that belief in a higher power because I know that there are greater forces at play than what I can do and what I think should happen. I believe that everything is in divine order. Even the pain that I go through, I do believe that there, this all falls into place. I fully believe that everything that I'm going through with my health right now is for a higher purpose. I already see myself being like, thank God I stuck with it and went through it, or else I would have never developed this amazing cookbook or this amazing whatever, you know. It, there's all a purpose for all of it. And the tenderness feeling that you mentioned is actually what I feel. At the end of psychedelic journeys, what I felt at the end of ayahuasca and what I felt feel at the end of shrooms is that just like your heart has been utterly ripped open because it's like, oh my God, all these, th- there's just so much love in all the things that I d- d- don't even, I can't even fully grasp. It's just this, this crazy humility that we exist in.
0: Humility is kind of like that soft tenderness that I'm talking about, it's very much mixed with humility. And I think, I don't know if it's just because of the type of ego structure I've had, that's like, you know, naturally my survival response was fighting, like, right. So it's naturally my survival response was to get obsessive about very specific things and like trying to get as much grasp around it as possible. So I think for me with my kind of ego structure, when I get to the point where I'm like, I don't know. It's like a little bit of an ego death. And so that's why, probably why it's that feeling of like, I don't know. And there's a tenderness that comes in, in a softness. It's almost like a humble surrendering to bigger things and mysteries beyond my capacity of understanding.
1: I think that that's where so much peace comes in if we're able to get to that point. Because I remember my a lot of my trauma wounds manifested in being super, super controlling. That was my thing. So I guess a form of OCD where I would have to have the most, I would have to start my day in the most perfect way and eat a specific thing or drink a specific thing. And it had to be very structured and it was rigid. And I just wanted to control all factors around me because this is how I was going to make sure that my life could go as peacefully as possible. And I remember getting to the point where I was like, enough, like I'm so tired of, it's exhausting. The amount of energy that I spend trying to control everything around me is exhausting. And it's literally, I'm doing this to give myself peace, but it's giving me hell on earth. Needing to control so many things. And I don't know when, I remember this memory, I don't know when or how old or any of that. But I remember thinking if my, if the level of fucks that I'm giving goes beyond a three, I'm going to give them all up. That's just what I'm gonna do. and I actually started operating that way and I'm not saying that it's that simple for every anyone that's how it just that my my spirit was ready to stop caring so much I think i'm at I think I'm at that point yeah, and I remember after that like I would things would happen, they would go wrong whatever and if I felt it getting to a three, I would be like I officially don't care anymore. <laughs> I officially don't care. Let it all happen. Let it all crumble. I will figure it out <laughs> because I am tired, man. Like this is no way to live trying to be so fearful of everything around me. Like I don't want to be like that anymore.
0: I'm trying to solve everything all the
1: time. And my re- my relationship to life really, 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 that was a pivotal moment in my life where my ability to surrender strengthened like crazy. My ability to look up at the sky and say, I don't know why this is happening or why you're doing this, but it is what it is. We roll and we live, give it up to God. Cause I'm tired of this shit. I'm not holding on to it anymore. And that that's how I find so much of my peace.
0: I think like the, the ego trap there that's come up for that would come up for me is like, well, would I be irresponsible if I do that? or maybe the part of me that like doesn't want to forgive me for certain choices that I've made, you know, that's like where you feel like a little bit of tension. So I think part of it too is like how willing are you to forgive yourself for the way that life has played out and how are you, how willing are you to forgive, I guess, grace to forgive others. It's not even forgiving. If you really like, if you really take a look at all the choices you've made, and all the choices other people have made, it's because everybody was just like, in many ways, often, it's the blind leading the blind because everybody's so traumatized
1: yeah, and fearful. That's what gave me a lot of peace as well, is that from a young age, I, I I understood pretty well that although my parents were my parents, they had their own life journeys and they were not perfect. And although my teachers were my teachers, they were just doing the best that they could. And although it doesn't mean that some of the things that happened like didn't get to me, but also like they're living their journeys just as much as I'm living my journey. So like, how can I strengthen myself and start guiding myself rather than counting on all these people to do it perfect for me so that I can have a perfect life? And instead, can I just love them while they're also trying to survive? Because they have parents who maybe did things to them and their parents' parents maybe did things to them. And it's at a certain point, like age is truly nothing but a number there's no hierarchy here. We're all here to just walk each other home. Like Ram Dass says, we're all here to just come back to our own power, let go of what we can't control, blindly trust, show up for yourself every day and then surrender and trust and move with love. And a lot of that can just sound like very philosophical at the, you know, top level. But if we really start embracing that, I think we start freeing ourselves
0: yeah. And it's I mean, it's practices like it doesn't it's not meant to say at the level of philosophy, it's practices and it's practices that we all have to return to daily. And it can be in many ways, a lot of kind of turning the corner from these old patterns is like breaking an addiction. Right. Like that's the whole integration process. Like mushrooms could have given me the insight. They're like, here's the code. Here's the key. This is what you're doing. But then In the daily life, it's like, okay, when that feeling comes up, can I breathe it out?
1: This is where the rubber meets the road. This is the moment where we try to, you know, take one deeper breath than you did last time.
0: Yeah. Can I go for a run and just, like, go be in nature? Can I hold that part of me tenderly? Granted, it makes a huge difference to have somebody show you how to hold it tenderly.
1: That's what I was going to say. So I... I really, really want to highlight the importance of you don't have to do this alone. And we know this, but like truly, truly.
0: Yeah, I don't think I could. I couldn't do this alone.
1: If you can figure out how to invest, set some of your finances aside, or maybe YouTube free, you know, it's free. Just figure out a way to bring a guide into your life, to lean on someone who's maybe watched this path already, and they can shed some light onto you. It holds, it's such a difference to have someone hold space for you. Whether it's, it could be yoga, it could be a psychologist, it could be breathwork, it could be anything, but some kind of healing practice that we can bring into our tool belt to help us integrate this human experience and to ground ourselves.
0: Yeah. That takes it from theory to practice. Being able to say, being able to have somebody model for me, how to hold space for myself yesterday by them holding the space for me. Now I'm like, okay, cool. I can practice this. But now it's my responsibility to practice it. But that just like sped me up so much more. You know, I could have just gone and read the book, studied the theory, not the same as 50 minutes bawling my heart out (laughs) with somebody like guiding me through that emotional landscape and coming out on the other side and being like, uh, okay. So that's what that is. Cool. I'll practice. Even though there's going to be parts of me that at times are not going to want to practice, I'm going to choose to practice over and over again with grace for myself, but continue to practice because that's my commitment to not polluting the planet emotionally.
1: Do you remember what you were going to say about nine perfect strangers? I've been told oh, to yeah. watch that so many times. Yeah.
0: Like a couple of people have now been like, Paula should watch this. That woman reminds me of you. And I'm like, what? And then apparently she like puts, I would never do this guys. You know Valentina made a joke, what? but I would never about putting like psilocybin in, in, in people's waters or anything. I would never, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> never zero chance. Like hell no. But apparently it's like catching attention. And I think somebody posted it on their thing. They're like, cool. Like healing is going mainstream. And so I think it's like nine strangers in a house and she's giving them psychedelics. I think she's a therapist, um, but she's like sneaking the psychedelics into their water. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, that is such a mess. Also, the paranoid part of me is like, are they just doing this to scare people away from psychedelics?
1: You know? Oh, uh, yeah. Because it's like,
0: I, if this is how it's being introduced to the popular
1: thing, like in a, in such a dramatic chaotic, unrespectful way. It sucks because people who've done psychedelics before, we can probably laugh at that. But people who haven't, they're probably, it's probably easier now to demonize psychedelics. Yeah. I encourage you guys if someone is trying to demonize them, like there's so much wisdom and power that they hold. And obviously, we would never put psychedelics in anyone's water because that could be incredibly traumatizing. (laughs) We have more responsibility than that. (laughs) I like joking around that we're gonna put psychedelics in people's water because, you know, I'm speaking from a place of I know how healing that how healing they've been. Yeah. I mean you're obviously joking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell I, sometimes whether I'm joking or not, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I am joking, and then the other side of me is like, fuck, man. It's real, though. They are here to wake us up to so much wisdom. Dude, so but it has to be wisdom. done right. Like, but it has to be done right. Like, that shit can I be haven't, so traumatizing. If I have
0: been given psychedelics in high school, it, you know, while you're still in containers that aren't necessarily suitable for integration,
1: right. I could be worse. Right, that'll be worse because <laughs> then you're ripped wide open, and then you have to go right back to the. This is what me and my friend were talking about the other day of how it's. Just, this is why I want you to open up a healing center that is very influenced by ancient traditions, blended with everything that you know in this Western world. You know, I think it would be amazing. My heart goes out to to teenagers and to kids because they're sent to these outpatient centers inpatient centers they're sent to all these therapists and they're given all these tools and then they're placed right back into the environment that caused these traumas and it's just like fuck it's hard being a kid man
0: it is hard
1: it really is you're yeah. in a you're in a war zone it can be a war zone
0: yeah without the tools or and everything is being kind of tends to get scapegoated on the kids unfortunately Hopefully, there's more and more conscious parents cropping up. Yeah. Pretty mental fam. I believe all of you would be incredible conscious parents. But historically, there's been a ton of like the kids acting out, send the kid to therapy. But the kid is existing within a system. And so you send him to therapy, but he, nothing is changing in his system. It doesn't heal
1: anything. It honestly probably just causes them a hell on earth for them. You're living in a box because you're like almost shown the light at the end of the tunnel and then it gets taken away and then it's shown and then it gets taken away. I remember there were many times where I felt like that, where I was like, I just don't even know up from down anymore. I really don't. And luckily I kept going through many
0: adventures, many gigs, <laughs> many ebbs and flows. I'm just thinking about you and your watermelon outfit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a whole different podcast.
0: Uh, we've had so many journeys to bring us here. But yeah, I mean, I think like the conclusion of all this is just, again, like always regulate the nervous system because that's the first system. That's the most primordial system. That's the most root system. We put so much energy on fixation, on fixing all these outer systems. All those systems are manifestations of the dysregulated nervous systems that created them. So we're going to do this right. We need to do it from the root out.
1: We are animals first. We got to tend to the animals inside of us. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this conversation. It's an important one at this time in on earth for sure. We love you so much. Keep going. Keep showing up every single day for yourself. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. Come breathe with me if you ever want to try some breath work. I would love to have you. It's been life changing for me and my own nervous system. If you can find a therapist, if you haven't found a therapist that you don't like, keep going because then you will find one and it'll be life changing for you. There's a lot of help out here. And if you feel helpless, I feel you. I've been there. My God, have I been there. But I promise you, just keep taking the the next step, the very next step on your journey. And everything will start coming together. Amen to that. Tune in with us on Mondays at 6 a.m. EST. We love you so much. Los queremos mucho.
0: Los queremos mucho. Remember that all parts of you are welcome here. Bye. Peace out.